0: Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER-24-7, or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
3: Welcome to the Wide World of Weingarten, episode 16. It is November 1st, 11-1 at one eleven. so, uh, oh, now it's 11-12. Anyway, uh, on to that, uh world series world series game five was last night (laughs) the braves lost nine to five after taking a 4-0 lead in the first inning on adam duvall grand slam uh kind of hard to uh to lose a game when you uh when you take a 4-0 lead in the first inning off grand slam but i guess in this case it's it's not too surprising with uh with uh, Tucker Davidson out there pitching last night. He last pitched in the majors in July. Uh, he was the game five starter in the world series. Uh, Dylan Lee, Kyle Wright were the game four starters. When, when you consider those are the names of, of the guys who pitched in games four and five of the world series for the Braves. Uh, they should consider themselves pretty lucky that they're going back to, a, to Houston with a three, two lead. Um, you know, the Dodgers went out and got Max Scherzer and uh, Kershaw and Bauer were hurt. But uh, typically, when you think of the World Series, you, uh, you think big names, not necessarily Dylan Lee, Cowright Wright, and uh, Tucker Davidson. But those were the guys that the, uh, the Braves thought gave them the best chance to, uh, to, to keep this series going, and they were lucky to get a split. Um, I think they really kind of squandered an opportunity to close out Game 5 at home. And now game six is Tuesday night in Houston. Max Fried pitches for the Braves on normal rest. And he can become the, I think, the fourth Jewish pitcher to close a World Series um, for his team joining the uh, the legendary Sandy Koufax and two other less legendary guys whose names I don't remember as uh, as guys to do that um so go max freed i'll be rooting for him um he's allowed 11 runs and 15 hits in the last nine two-thirds inning in the postseason in the last two postseason starts so uh, it's not too great but he did make an adjustment about the second inning of of the last start versus the astros and pitched pretty well since then um For the Astros, it's Luis Garcia on the mound, making his second start in the World Series. This time, he's pitching on three days rest. Uh, Jose Urquidy, who pitched an inning and threw uh, 14 pitches in Game 5, should be available out of the pen. So you'll probably see some sort of Luis Garcia-Urquidy tandem. Uh, Braves have uh, two games to win one in Houston, and we'll dive into Game 6 a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, As far as the MVP stuff goes, Jorge Soler is still the favorite. It's six to one. Uh, FanDuel. FanDuel does this this live MVP stuff. They don't take their player futures down during the games. As far as I know, they're the only one of the major books that does that. And um, although I do I do occasionally criticize FanDuel for some of the other stuff they do, and uh, I'm not a fan of their limits or the, the same game parlay marketing, uh, they do deserve credit for uh, the, the product innovation of leaving these futures up. And, for example, when Adam Duvall hit the home run or the Grand Slam in the first inning, he immediately dropped to, like, 4-1 to one as a co-favorite with Solaire. Uh, and then Freddie Freeman, when he hit that go-ahead home run to 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 give the Braves a five five four lead in the the middle of the game, he became the favorite. Dropped all the way from nine to one to five to one to, to plus two fifty. As you could tell, I was I was looking at these odds the whole time, because you know I have I have the Solaire bet. Um, but so uh, I do think Freeman is a threat. He's seven to one right now. Duval seven and a half to one. I is less of a threat. Austin Riley also eight to one worth worth considering. Um he's had hits I think in almost every game. He had 3 hits last night even in a loss and he's he's going to be a a top tier MV, MVP MVP candidate in the regular season going forward. But uh I I do think Jorge Soler is still very live. He'll be batting lead off again in game 6 in in Houston and I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. I am somewhat compelled to try to find some sort of hedge just because i do it occurs to me i have to win a, a very large amount of money all of a sudden on the mvp on jorge Soler. um I, I made some small bets in game five on Soler total bases and his hits run rbi prop unders I will probably do that again in game six for for larger amounts of money like I said I expect them to bat bat lead off and I hope I lose these props but I think it is worth considering at least some sort of hedge on uh on Solaire and I'm gonna have to think about that and how to do that before tomorrow so we'll talk about hedging world series mvp futures on tomorrow's show
2: Craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and
5: movies for free. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
3: Uh, welcome back. Wide World of Weingarten. We are going over the football stuff for this weekend, the NFL action. The uh, the Panthers won, beat the Falcons 19-13. Kyle Pitts was held to two receptions for 13 yards and six targets. Panthers shut him down, and we can shut down his Offensive Rookie of the Year campaign. He's going to be an elite offensive threat, uh, but he's not going to catch Jamar Chase or even Mac Jones or... Uh, Najee Harris in the Offensive Rookie of the Year race at this point. Panthers are a fringe playoff team, I guess. Um, Bills 26, Dolphins 11. Buffalo scored 16 points in the fourth quarter to cover. Cost me some money with the Dolphins plus plus 14. Wasn't thrilled about that. Uh, Josh Allen threw for 249 yards, two touchdowns, added 55 rushing yards, and that late rushing touchdown to cover the spread. He's now the MVP favorite, at 250 at DraftKings um i think with uh with the bills having back-to-back road games against jaguars and jets coming up josh allen barring injury will likely be the front runner until at least thanksgiving uh dolphins now at one and seven don't think we really need to talk about them here better luck next season uh, 49ers 33, Bears 22, Debo Samuels quietly become a top 10 wide receiver. Jimmy Garoppolo continues to be slightly better than average for the 49ers. Uh, doesn't look like we're going to see Trey Lance with any regularity barring injury, which is unfortunate uh, because I'd kind of like to see what the 49ers could do with, with uh, extended Trey Lance reps. Uh, you know your limitations with Garoppolo he's not as bad as like Jared Goff, but I don't think he's leading the 49ers back to a Super Bowl anytime soon and all you're really doing is slowing down what what you can do in the future by not seeing what you can have what what you have in trey lance uh Justin fields nineteen twenty seven with a touchdown and interception he had ten carries for hundred three yards touchdown including that 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 big highlight on was the touchdown run. Um, some wit some some wins would make noise in the rookie of the year race for Justin Fields. Otherwise, he'll uh, he'll put up nice stats with the rushing yards till the Bears decide that it's not in his interest to uh, run like that. Kind of with what we're seeing with Kyler Murray in Arizona now. Um, Bears, another team should probably fire their head coach. Uh, move on from Nagy. Um, you know, when you know what you've got with people in the NFL, you either decide you're okay with mediocrity, which you get with. You know Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Nagy, or you move on from them, and the the longer you wait, the the you know longer the rebuilding is going to be. So uh, both of these teams have decisions to make coming up. Um, next game is Steelers. Steelers won 15-10 over the Browns. Browns are four and four and last place in the AFC North. But the gap between the Ravens at five and two and the Browns at four and four isn't much uh Steelers are in between both of them and it seems like this is a division most up for grabs with the exception of maybe the AFC West uh but the Broncos kind of waved the the white flag this this morning with the Von Miller trade so maybe it's a three team race in the AFC West versus a four-team brawl in the AFC North uh, Najee Harris looks like a natural fit in the Steelers offense. And he carried the ball. Derek Henry, like 26 times on Sunday, only 91 yards though. Uh, looks like a solid third place candidate for offensive rookie of the year. Miles Garrett had a sack and four tackles again, but he's on a four and four team. And I just, I have a hard time giving the defensive player of the year award to a guy on a four and four team <clears throat> when there's uh you know, Trevon Diggs on the what, the six and one Cowboys or uh, TJ Watt who had one and a half sacks versus the Browns or even Aaron Donald who's the best and most important player on the seven and one Rams. Um, I think all three of those guys are better bets than Miles Garrett. I'd rather bet Miles Garrett to have the most sacks in the NFL, but not defensive player of the year. He's he's an elite player on a bad team uh, or not a bad team, I'd say an average team I guess.
2: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
6: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert.
3: Eagles 44, Lions 6. Lions got blown out after playing at a high level on the road versus the Rams last week. I guess that wasn't very surprising that they're they're in a letdown spot here. Uh, Jared Goff isn't the guy in in Detroit long-term, and I'd be surprised if he's even back next season. Um, With another Lions loss, I get to continue to say the the next time Jared Goff wins a game in the NFL will be the first time in his career he wins a game without Sean McVay as his head coach. Um, If the Lions had a backup worth giving reps to, he'd already be getting prepared for being the starter. It's just a bad situation in Detroit, uh, I'd be surprised if, if we saw anything positive out of Goff. This, this is just, uh, you know, a bad situation until they, they replace him at quarterback and then they're going to replace whoever that is until they find, uh, you know, somebody in the draft, which could take, you know, some time. It's, it's Detroit. They don't do anything right. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he doesn't look like the answer in Philly either. They scored 44 points in this game. Um, he was nine for fourteen with 103 passing yards. That's that's not sustainable. Um, not sustainable in this this modern NFL that, that we're seeing. Um, the Rams, Rams 38, Texans 22. Uh, the Rams actually beat the Texans 38-0 through three quarters before pulling all their starters and uh, the Texans scored 22 points in garbage time. Obviously, that's stuff the Rams could clean up, but the the scores was not you know. And uh, 38-22 is not indicative of the actual performance of this game, which was you know total domination by the Rams. Unfortunately, my 14-point team total under for Texans got killed in that fourth quarter, which was looking great through 45 minutes. But um, yeah, that happens sometimes. Aaron Donald had uh, one and a half sacks, and I still think he's a better bet at higher odds for defensive player of the year than Miles Garrett. The Rams now seven and one. Cooper Cup is probably the front runner for offensive player of the year with Derrick Henry out. Uh, Matt Stafford down to five to one, six to one for MVP after another three hundred five yards and three touchdowns. Um, but this was the Texans, so take it with a grain of salt and let's see how the Rams play in the upcoming three game stretch where they have the Titans and then back to back road games at 49ers and Green Bay. Um, after that, we'll know if the 7 1 Rams are a wild card team or a division champion uh, contender. Um, fortunately, the, the news broke right before, a couple hours before I started recording this, that. The Rams traded for Von Miller, which is something I almost mentioned last week. That I thought the Rams really lined up as a perfect destination for him, and it was obvious that the 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 uh, Broncos wanted to trade him. But I decided against it, and I didn't. I, I decided against mentioning it because I thought, well, they had just made this Kenny Young trade, so it didn't make sense that they would trade a linebacker to the the Broncos and then trade back for Von Miller the last week so I assumed Von Miller was on the move but that he was going to another contender Um, but then I saw the news today that Von Miller was gonna end up on the Rams I wasn't totally surprised Um, the Rams kind of have a window and they know how how big and how long this this window is and guys like Von Miller uh, add much more to that window right now than a third round pick next year or whatever the Rams have a very different draft philosophy than than a lot of these other teams that hoard draft picks, and it's it's very noticeable. But uh, we'll get into that some more this week, the, some some of my thoughts on, on what the Rams are doing and what they're doing differently. But uh, that was a pretty good trade. And even, that uh, you know, you see a lot of people say, well, Vaughn Miller's not the player he was, or he's not as good as he was when he won Defensive Player of the Year. So, well, of course not. He's older. Um, they wouldn't trade him if he was still that good but he's also he's never played with a player like aaron donald and aaron donald's never played with a, a rush end uh like vaughn miller so hopefully with uh with some health and some luck the rams added a serious piece for a super bowl run um i'm excited to see them play von miller will probably be on the field as early as this weekend the uh the titans on the other hand they beat the Colts 34 31 derrick henry hurt his foot and he's out for the rest of the regular season, which just killed his MVP Offensive Player of the Year and all his most touchdowns, most rushing yards, all that stuff, all those props. I'm um, going to cost me some money with Offensive Player of the Year. Fortunately, um, I didn't I didn't pile into his MVP odds. And I tried to tell people, please don't do that. At least bet Offensive Player of the Year. So I hope I save some people some money. Um, the injury bug kind of sucks, but... Fortunately, there's still enough time for the Offensive Player of the Year market to to find some value there. So uh, when that reopens later this week, we'll take a look. I know Cooper Cup is probably going to be the favorite. Um, Wide receivers historically are not great bets in that market. But also, there aren't really any running backs doing anything outside of Derrick Henry. So uh, hopefully we see Henry back for the playoffs if the Titans are lucky enough to get there. Uh, another 34-31 game this weekend. Jets beat the Bengals. Killed, <clears throat> killed a lot of Survivor entries. Fortunately, I don't I don't play Survivor pools. I'm, I'm not a good pool player, a good contest player. So I've I've kind of just sat those things out. Instead, I buy expensive Gucci shoes instead with the money, <clears throat> that I would lose, um, entering these kinds of Survivor pools. But the uh, the Jets did knock a lot of people out. Mike White became the second player to throw. F- at least 400 yards in his first NFL start, uh, joining Cam Newton. Um, I would I would say this hurts Zach Taylor's Zach Taylor's coach of the year odds a little bit, but uh, fortunately for him, the Cardinals lost, the Chargers lost, their front-running coaches um, in that that uh, that player award or coaching award also lost this week. So I'm I'm gonna wait to reassess this market until I see Circa's numbers later in the week. Um, but I'm, I'm still happy to have uh, Taylor and 10 to one's basically a, do the Bengals make the playoffs at 10 to one, which like I mentioned, the four way brawl in the AFC North means that's no guarantee, but it's a, it's good odds. So happy about that. Uh, Jamar chase. He only had three receptions for 32 yards on nine targets with uh, one touchdown. It's a seventh touchdown, I think, in eight games, so that's that's still pretty good. Um, he will remain the offensive rookie of the year favorite. Looks like Mac Jones right now is probably the only quarterback that has a serious shot of catching him. Um, everybody else is playing for third on the ballots at this point, I would I would think. Um, Mike White, great game. Give the give the Jets something to think about before putting Wilson back on the field. The uh, the Patriots, Patriots knocked off Chargers 27-24. I'd say this was a slight letdown by the Chargers, but also uh, excellent defensive game plan by the uh, by Bill Belichick. Uh, Herbert only 223 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He's back to 25-1 for MVP. Probably uh, probably his window closed for MVP without a division title here. Uh, Mac Jones, 218 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, did get his fourth win as a rookie. Um, that's worth something, I guess, if, if the Patriots do sneak into the playoffs, and I guess they're a fringe uh, AFC playoff team at the moment. Uh, would be an argument against uh, uh, Chase winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, but uh, market's got it right right now. Um, I was I was slow to catch up, but Mac Jones is clearly second to uh, Jamar Chase and it'll remain that way the, uh, the Seahawks beat the Jaguars 31-7 uh, not much to say about the Jaguars uh, Urban Meyer was a mistake to hire and it's just a question how long until he's fired in Jacksonville and they start this all over again um, I think uh, it just it's not working out there and you could see when the game's on TV, when they show clips, there's, there's bad body language. He's, he's, he's a poor leader. Um, the players don't respect him. The players aren't going to play hard for him, um, down the stretch. It's, it's just gonna, gonna get worse before he's he's basically forced out and just a question of how they, uh, how they, they do it optically. If it's a medical thing or if he, he just says, I'm, I'm quitting and taking a college job, um, we'll, we'll see what what Urban Meyer does, but he's not long for Jacksonville, nor should he. Uh, it's just a mistake, and it's it's going to be an expensive one for the Jaguars. Uh, Seahawks three and five. Geno Smith is three and zero against the spread. Uh, Geno Smith believers, if there's anybody out there, are uh, you know doing pretty well with those three wins. Just took took quite some time for Geno Smith, NFL quarterback, to work out but it's nice to see i guess um this is a fringe wild card team behind the rams and the cardinals i guess they can compete but um they're they're like the saints maybe without Jameis winston maybe maybe a little worse maybe a little better um, russell wilson needs to come back i could see them making the the wild card but i don't see them catching the the rams or cardinals Broncos 17, Washington 10. This was kind of a boring game. Uh, Broncos wanted to get to 4-4 four and four and immediately proceeded this morning to announce that they're trading Von Miller, which I'm sure will be uh, received great in the locker room. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if more trades followed. It also wouldn't surprise me if Vic F- uh, Fangio is fired at some point uh, sooner rather than later. Teddy Bridgewater and... Gordon is not the quarterback running back combo that's going to lead the NFL, uh, lead Denver to a uh, division title. Uh, but Patrick Surtain has solidified himself as top defensive back candidate for defensive rookie of the year behind Mike Parsons and uh, Odafi Owe. So they got that going for them, which I guess is better than nothing. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, it's clear the Broncos are the... Worst team in the AFC West. The Saints beat the Bucks 36-27. Tom Brady threw for 375 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, including a late pick six and a loss. Uh, Jameson Winston, uh, James Winston, tore his uh, ACL, damaged his MCL, out for the season. Uh, that's the end of of Jamison Winston for the foreseeable future. Uh, Jameis Winston, I don't know why I'm. Calling him Jameson, it's Jameis. Um Brady he put up great numbers again. Uh, that pick six hurts him a little bit. I I hope he's he's not going to win MVP. I think there's other people that that do more. Um, but but another another game with good numbers for Brady and a loss, and he seems he seems to care about his numbers more than most. So you know four touchdowns, 375 yards. I'm sure he is happy with that performance and not. Losing too much sleep over the loss. The uh the Sunday night game was Cowboys twenty, Vikings sixteen. I admittedly didn't watch very much of this game. My my eyes were on the World Series, although it did did become a blowout late. I, I was still kinda watching for Solar at Bats and to see what the, the Braves were doing. Um Zimmer is another coach on the way out. I think the combination of Zimmer and Kirk Cousins is not the not what anybody is going to win a super bowl with and uh, another dud from Kirk Cousins in a in a you know decent primetime spot 184 passing yards um, meanwhile the Cowboys won with Cooper Rush at quarterback um, DraftKings has Mike McCarthy 6 to 1 for coach of the year which I think is totally wrong. Uh, Kellen Moore should win an award for Offensive Assistant of the Year. Uh, but Mike McCarthy, um, I, I don't know. I think Mike McCarthy does have some bias. There's some you know perception that he's an idiot. Some of it's kind of deserved. But uh, if you look at his historic numbers, his division titles in Green Bay, um, very similar to Bill Walsh career-wise with, with slightly less Super Bowls. Um, but if you compare Mike McCarthy, McCarthy to Bill Walsh, you get laughed out of the building. Um, and obviously, coaching Aaron Rodgers had a lot to do with it. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's a coach of the year candidate. He's he's a coach who has a very, very large staff that kind of like Ed Orgeron makes him look good. Um, six and one in a weak division with no competition does not necessarily get my coach of the year votes. Uh, we'll talk more about this market later in the week when Circa's up and compare, but I think, I think DraftKings has, has this market wrong. And, uh, Mike McCarthy is not the favorite. Shouldn't be the favorite. Uh, Mike Parsons, 11 tackles, four tackles for losses, losses. He's plus 125 for defensive rookie of the year. Hard to argue that he's not the front runner, but I'm still hoping some of these other guys, uh, chase him down but uh kind of like chase young last year there's there's always a bias when when you identify the best player um he's always gonna stay near the top with the lowest odds and probably gonna need an injury to really get some traction in that field um no interceptions for trevon Diggs this week uh, who helped limit Kirk Cousins in that 184-yard passing game? Uh, I still think 17-game season with such a large emphasis on passing. Diggs is going to get some serious defensive player of the year consideration. Um, I don't. I, I I just keep saying I don't get the Miles Garrett numbers. I don't get the Miles Garrett love. Um, Chiefs Giants Monday Night Football. I didn't bet it. The Chiefs role is is what I think happens. I think I think that's uh, the consensus, but. Obviously, all the money's on the Chiefs. There's no value. I have no strong opinion, and I don't feel like betting uh, betting the uh, the Giants at any number. Um, as far as golf, golf recap: Lucas Herbert won in Bermuda late, holding off uh, a charge from everybody's favorite athlete Patrick Reed. Um, Taylor Pendrith was also there in contention, and Danny Lee, who was the favorite down the stretch, imploded i wasn't surprised uh necessarily to see danny lee up there um he was playing on a medical exemption and i saw somebody a bookmaker bet him to drop him from like 150 to 1 to the 70s like 70s you know something to one so uh seeing him in cont- in contention wasn't surprising i i did have a little small live bet on him at like 35 to 1 so I was slightly disappointed that he didn't win, but uh, I was more disappointed that I left Lucas Herbert off my card when I mentioned him last week on the pod at 30 to one. Um, I probably should have bet him. Um, especially when I consider that he won twice in Europe against weaker fields than the one in Bermuda. But that's just really what happens in golf betting. You bet two guys, the third one's going to win. You bet three guys, the the fourth guy you were bets going to win. You really can't, uh, you know, uh, can't really dwell too much on the stuff you didn't win. Um, golf, you're always going to have a lot of runner-ups and almost wins. Um, but what I what I did mention uh, a lot of the the European betters that I I see and follow on Twitter and stuff for golf, they bet a lot more top tens and top twenties, and because their their books have a lot a lot more golf betting emphasis and. They have access to stuff like like top five or top ten each ways where you get paid out for every every position up to top five or top ten, um, which I don't necessarily bet a ton of, but I I guess I should probably look into that stuff more because I I do I did note like Min Min Woo Lee and Alex Bjork I had some runner up finishes with them at, at big odds that I still would have won you know decent returns at top five top tens, um, Herbert I could have probably thrown a little bit on a top 10 and, and won easily. Um, but I was, I'm kind of, kind of bummed a little bit that I missed a 60 to one winner on a, a guy I like, and now he has PGA status and he's in, he's in the masters and the PGA field and the, all the bigger events this year. So it'll be nice to, to see him again. Hopefully he'll, uh, he'll win another tournament at big odds. But uh, yeah, like I said, it always sucks when you, uh, when you miss a 60 to one on one of your guys, but on to this week for golf, we have three events this week and actually four events. If you could bet the, uh, the challenger tour, which occasionally have odds, it's their grand final event in Spain. Um, I won't spend too much time on that cause I don't even have odds for it anywhere yet. Um, but the PGA is in Mexico. The Euro tour is in Portugal for the Portuguese masters and the senior tour is back for the first round of the playoffs, the prize pool is 7.2 million in Mexico, 1.5 million euros in Portugal, and two million dollars on the senior tour. So, um, you know, I, I rank tournaments by how much money they're playing for, usually, how much uh, I care about it, and how strong the fields are. So, um, those are the three big ones this week. Uh, Maverick McNeely was my first bet at 50 to 1 in Mexico, uh, Richie. Werneski 301 also got a little bit of my money. I think it, it split up. I had a so basically I spent 300 bucks uh, 199 on McNeil to win nine hundred nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and 101 on Werneski to win 30,300. Um, obviously <clears throat> he's a very big long shot and then some random fun fact i saw on twitter but the last two times Luke lucas herbert has won min wu lee won the next weekend uh he's min wu lee's only 28 to 1 this week for the portuguese masters after finishing a runner up in spain at 60 to 1 a couple weeks ago Uh, maybe I'll bet like a hundred bucks on him or something, but I don't, I don't think I'll have a huge bet on Minwoo Lee this week at a lower number. Uh, still got time to go through it, though. Um, I'll go through the Portuguese masters and the, uh, Mayo, Mayo Coba classic in Mexico tomorrow. Like I said, I bet Maverick McNeely early and then a top 10 that I saw at DraftKings that I had to bet on a Monday is Curtis Thompson at 35 to one for a top 10. That's Lexi Thompson's brother. He finished tied seventh in Bermuda this week. Maybe he fit, follows it up with another <clears throat> another top 10 finish. But uh, I thought 35 to one was a decent price on that. Uh, 500 to one to win the tournament. Maybe maybe I'll get some of my money later this week. But I'm I'm not diving too too deep or at least that deep into this card yet. Um, as far as for the other weekend stuff, Ole Miss plus three, lost. Dolphins plus 14, lost. Texans team total, under 14, lost. And even that one Dominican Li- Winter League game, I bet, Tig- uh, Tigres de Lise, under seven, lost. I got 4.2 shutout innings from Ryan Royalson. It was 2-0 through 5, and the final score, I think, was 9-1, which is kind of one of my reminders that you should really never bet unders and in winter leagues. I I sucker myself into them, but you, you should never bet unders. Um, yeah, it just kind of sucks when you give out a bunch of, bunch of losing bets like that. Uh, it's never, never fun. It costs me money. Um, fortunately some of my, my baseball props on the world series, evened out a slight, slight, some of the losses, you know, made it, made it more tolerable. But yeah, I mean, any, any time you lose you know you have a bunch of bets like this and they're all your your strongest bets of the week and you lose all your strongest bets it's you know not gonna be the best week, but I've had much worse weeks and um, Surprisingly, it really really wasn't that bad at all. Just you know that like I said it sucks when you lose um, But I'm already getting ready for this week uh, Packers plus two and a half plus 100 versus the Chiefs is uh, probably my first NFL bet it's too early for me to bet NFL but if that's around probably tuesday or wednesday it will get my money um if it stays at two and a half it'll definitely be a be a long teaser leg um but we'll we'll go over the upcoming nfl schedule later this week and uh tomorrow i'll go over the nfl futures market with all of the odds from the various books that have updated and we'll see what's what's going on after the uh the chiefs game and we'll get ready for game six of the world series and there will be a lot of stuff to talk about because there's always a lot of stuff to talk about so thank you for tuning in to the wide world of weingarten and we'll be back tomorrow for more uh more stuff
1: zigazoo has made me zigzag what i mean by that is i swore i would never let my kids on social media but now i'm setting them loose on zigazoo
0: Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
2: Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in and we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.